The Old Testament lesson is taken from Exodus chapter 15, verses 1 through 11. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has hurled into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sank to the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shattered the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you threw down those who opposed you. You unleashed your burning anger. It consumed them like stubble. By the blast of your nostrils, the water piled up. The surging waters stood firm like a wall. The deep waters congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy boasted, I will pursue. I will overtake them. I will divide the spoils. The gorge my, I will gorge myself on them. I will draw my sword and my hand will destroy them. But you blew with your breath, and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who among the gods is like you, O Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders? The epistle lesson today is taken from 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, verses 1 through 11. Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it was I or they, this is what we preach. And this is what you believed. The Easter Holy Gospel this morning is recorded in the Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. 
very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll away the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him? But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Here ends the gospel reading. We know that our Redeemer lives. We would invite the children to come forward this morning for a few moments, if you don't mind. Oh my goodness, they're coming already in droves. <laughs> lots more. We got lots of room up here, gang. Good morning. Good morning. morning. You're awake. All right. My goodness, this is a really, really wonderful and very special day, isn't it? You're all dressed up so pretty in your pink and purple and your bow ties and your... your, What's that? Yeah, yeah. What's so special about today? Easter. Easter. You know what? I thought today was special because it's April Fool's Day. No? No? Well, that's a good thing. It is, it is April Fool's Day, but we are here together today in the Lord's Church because something wonderful and exciting has happened. Jesus is risen. And what does that mean? Jesus is risen. He came back to life, which means what happened before that? He died. He died and he was buried in a tomb, right? Okay. See, the sermon's almost over. <laughs> Amen. This is a great day because Jesus is risen. He came back to life. And that, what's so good about that for you and me is that because we are his children, someday where are we going to live with him forever? In heaven. And where is that? Oh, somewhere up there, right? Some, somewhere up there. You know what? Today is a, a yesterday was a really special day too. It was very... Okay. Did anybody watch basketball last night? (laughs) A certain team that this pastor roots for actually won last night. So I'm very happy about that today. It was Palm Sunday last week. Yeah. 
So, I'm so glad you came up today and that we're celebrating Easter today uh, together and that we're celebrating the resurrection of our Savior Jesus. You know, when Jesus was suffering, who do you suppose he prayed to for help? He, he prayed to God his Father, didn't he? And he prayed so much for God's help because, because Jesus was both divine and human. In his humanness, he had a hard time and he struggled with his suffering. He struggled with that. And so he would pray to his heavenly Father. And he would reach out to God to, to help him. And so he relied entirely on the help of his Father. You don't, you guys are very young and you rely entirely on the help of your parents right now. There's some things you can do on your own, but there's lots of things that you need help uh, from your parents. And so you rely on them to help you, don't you? And they're, they're loving and they help you very much. And Mr. Acolyte, I need you to do me a favor. Do you see over there there's a couple of baskets? Could you go over and get those for me, please? He did suffer a lot on the cross. Oh, my goodness. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Well, my friend the acolyte here, what's your name again? Nick. My friend Nick, who I now know by name. Now, I, I brought some baskets today with a few things in them, but do you notice the color of the baskets? Uh, uh, uh. Huh? What's special about these colors? Yes, they are. That's all that needs to be said. And so today, to remind you of two things. First thing is this, that Jesus asked his heavenly Father to help him. Which means Jesus relied on God's help, doesn't it? All right? The second thing I want you to remember is that you have people in your life that you rely on for help, don't you? But most of all, we all rely on the help of God. And so each of you today is going to get one of these little bracelets. They're different colors, and it's always uh, a little dangerous for a pastor to have different colors. Um, and so, Mr. Acolyte Helper, <laughs> you're going to take that basket and just let, let it hang down and let each of the kids grab one. And then after you grab one of these, you can go back to your seat. Grab whatever color you want. There's only a few to choose from, but thanks for coming up today and happy Easter. There you go. Here you go. These are red and green. Oh my goodness. There you go. Anybody not get one? There you go. You can have the paper. All right, thanks for coming up, guys and gals. What a joy it is to see the faces of little children seated in front of you. Hearts so tender. Hearts that receive the blessed gospel of Jesus Christ in such a simple way. And that's really how you and I are given to receive the great message of the gospel that we hear today. The fact that Christ 
is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. That's correct. May His grace and His mercy and His peace be yours this morning on this blessed Easter Sunday. Because of the work of our crucified and now resurrected Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, and more importantly for you and me today, I've said this before, who takes away your sins, who takes away every last one of your sins and your disobedience. And he did so by virtue of his voluntary death and his glorious resurrection on that first, what we would perhaps say, that first Easter morning. And in doing so, in rising from the grave, our Lord Jesus Christ, once and for all, redeemed creation. He has secured your eternal salvation in dying on the cross, in paying for your sins, and in rising again. But He didn't only go to the cross for your sins. He went to the cross for my sins. He went to the cross for the sins of the world. Scripture is very clear. He died for all. All people of all time. And what joy and thanksgiving and praise fill our hearts today and the hearts of the Lord's church around the world. Because others today, also, like we are, are gathered together and worship, worshiping and praising the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For you see, He and He alone is the fount and the source of our forgiveness, our new life, and our eternal salvation. Yes, Jesus is the sacrificial Lamb of God, who by his suffering and his death and his resurrection has taken away the sins of the, the world. Who by his suffering and death did this by a sinless life. By dying on a cross. And then as we celebrate this morning, rising again, coming back to life, walking out of the grave. The Apostle Paul, in writing his letter to the ancient church in Rome, directs your attention and mine today to the critical connection between our holy baptism into the name and the power of Christ and our union with Christ in His death, in His burial, and in His resurrection from the grave on Easter morning. You know, Paul's words of today's Easter text, if you listen to them carefully, sound a bit strange at first hearing. They almost sound like a rebuke, as if the believers in the church in Rome should somehow have known either intuitively or perhaps by previous instruction that the fruit of their holy baptism the great benefit of their washing of regeneration and their renewal in the Holy Spirit resulted in their union with Jesus Christ 
in his death. And through this divine union with Christ in his death, we are also united with him in this glorious resurrection of our Lord Jesus that we celebrate today. What a tremendous gospel reminder to you and to me today as together we celebrate and give thanks to God for Jesus' full and complete redemption of our sin and of the sins of all mankind of all time, starting with you-know-who, Adam, all the way back to the very beginning. On this day, and on every Lord's Day, you and I are reminded of the sacrificial price that our Lord Jesus had to pay in order that you and I might, as Luther wrote, be his own and live under him in his kingdom and in faith and love serve our Lord Jesus in everlasting righteousness and blessedness. God the Father, for your sake and for my sake and for the sake of all sinners of all time, condemned his own Son, Jesus Christ. He condemned his Son as the greatest sinner of all. And he died for the sake of all. He took upon himself the sins of all mankind of all time. And then Jesus suffered the punishment that every last sinner from the time of Adam forward deserves. That means you, too. It means me. I deserve the punishment that Christ endures. And yet in great love and mercy, God publicly absolved Jesus of the sins of the world when he raised up Jesus from the grave, as Scripture says, for your justification and for my justification. C.S. Lewis, in his book, Mere Christianity, reminds us, especially on this Easter Sunday, that because we somehow, and I would suggest by way of our holy baptism and faith, we somehow share in the humility and in the suffering of Christ, and we shall also share in his defeat of death and find a new life after we have died, and in that new life become perfect, and perfectly happy. What does that mean for you and me? On this day of celebration and thanksgiving to God? Well, it means, first of all, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God truly raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. You will be saved. From what? Well, I think you know. From eternal condemnation and the fires of hell itself. It means, secondly, that because Jesus Christ carried the full weight of the world, all the sins of the world and himself on the cross, and because Jesus conquered 
the sting of death by rising from the grave and leaving the tomb empty. You can, by faith, be certain beyond all doubt that your eternal soul, your eternal soul, is now kept safe and secure by the indwelling Holy Spirit until the day of Jesus' return in glory at the end of time. Everything, absolutely everything, that was necessary for your complete forgiveness and for your complete redemption has been fully accomplished through the suffering, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I have to tell you today, there is nothing, absolutely nothing, you or I need or can add to the saving work of Jesus to somehow make it more certain and more secure for us. He himself declared of all things necessary for our full and complete redemption and salvation in three simple words, three powerful words. It is what? It is what? It is finished. And thirdly, it means that in identifying himself with us, our Lord's death pays the full and complete ransom price for all the sins of all people, of all time, beginning with Adam and Eve, and right up to today, especially yours and mine. Jesus' perfect righteousness is now, in a strange way, credited by God to each and every one of us as being our own righteousness through Him. And now, on this day, by God's grace, you and I find ourselves once again to be redeemed people by the sacrificial blood of Jesus Christ crucified and because of what was accomplished for us by the one we call the Lamb of God. You and I are called by our Lord. You and I are set free, truly, to be the people of God, to live in love, to live in obedience to Him, and to joyfully serve Him and one another, which includes the person sitting on either side of you, to serve them in love and obedience to Jesus because their souls are someone for whom Jesus died on the cross and rose again from the grave also. Truly, our hearts are filled with joy on a day like this, knowing that in spite of all of the suffering that Jesus had to endure, which is fully beyond your comprehension and mine. The joy, the absolute joy of our Lord Jesus was to fulfill his Father's divine will, which simply was to save the human race. 
He was setting you and me free. Free to carry out the Father's will. Free from the stranglehold of eternal death. And in doing this, he was obediently accomplishing his Father's will and his Father's purposes in setting you free and redeeming you fully. Our resurrected Savior Jesus promises his people forgiveness and peace. And through the cross of our Lord's suffering, God himself has been reconciled to the fallen creation. And on this great day, we can know with all certainty, God is now reconciled to you. Jesus' resurrection today declares to us, who are by nature sinners, that he truly and completely has defeated the powers of sin and hell and has set you and me free. And what a blessed joy it is this morning, a real treat, that on this day, he will come to you in the body and blood of his holy sacrament this morning. And in doing so, please, please be reminded that death no longer holds terror for us who are believers. Because the risen Savior reassures us in these words, because I live, you shall live also. In the name of the resurrected Savior Jesus, amen. Christ is risen, hallelujah. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all human understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.